0: Today's episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. And Laser Time listeners can go to caspertrial.com/laser time and get fifty dollars towards any mattress. for the delay, it's laser time! Hi everybody, welcome to the internets. I'm going to say fourth leading pop culture show mm. uh, after last week's. What was it? Uh, shit America doesn't like? Mm-hmm. Uh, we Again, we want your feedback on that so maybe we can re- readdress the idea but we also want your uh, feedback on this one, which we're tentatively calling Development Hell. Hi, I'm Chris Santista. Uh, I'm Dave Velopment. Dave-vel- Day- that's uh. Dave Rudd and who I, else do we have? Brett. Brett Elson and uh, I think this is... Uh, we- of this in conjunction with a number of things did you bring up this idea in regards to no man's sky
1: yeah it's kind of de- derived from that but a only
0: hyper f- ambitious video game that's undergone several delays justifiably
1: yeah delays but then also it was like i feel like we've been like hearing about this in every trade show mm-hmm. for years yeah. and it's not that, it hasn't long. Been that long it hasn't been that long it's just it reminded yeah. me of like you know what uh, a show about Things that w- you did hear about for literal years, yeah. oh, and decades even, of yes. things that just could not get out of that development hell.
0: Yes, and we have a bunch of that stuff uh, that we want to talk about. If you don't know what Laser Time is, we usually pick a topic, we ramble off on it, we grab some research, and usually some sound clips. And I wanted to start out pretty self-indulgently when talking about development hell. Um, because on it took, thir- uh, 10 months for you to... Be- to be born? Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah. it's about your own adulthood? No. <laughs> didn't no, no, start no. until you're forty. Didn't hit
2: puberty until uh, nineteen. Once again,
0: <laughs> once again. <laughs> no, wrong <laughs> to all of that stuff. Wrong. Uh, no, I wanted to talk about because we talked about in thirty twenty ten, and I'm going to rehash some thirty twenty ten ground here. Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. One of my like one of my top five favorite movies of all time. It wasn't until Mike Drucker was on a Tonight Show writer, mm-hmm. Mike Drucker was on a recent show and says, you know, I kind of prefer that to that movie to E.T. I'm like, so do I. Mm-hmm. I guess I do. Mm-hmm. E.T. is, if you had to pick a movie to represent the 1980s, E.T. I'm drinking out of a, a water out of an E.T. glass okay. as we speak. Uh, but but it's, it's the perfect 80s movie. I think it should be held aloft to support to, uh, uh, as emblematic of that entire decade of movies. But I would still rather watch Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have Flight of the Navigator. Oh, I meant to play this clip to introduce it.
3: Hey, this is fun.
0: Fun, Navigator?
3: name's david
0: david mm-hmm.
3: yeah. so what do i call you anyway
0: i am a trimaxian drone ship from
3: Trimaxian. affirmative okay i'll call you max it's easier
0: max Right. Oh, I love it. I love that music. Alan Silvestri, the back of the Future fella. Uh, Flight of the Navigator. We talked about it on 302010 that uh it's 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 30 years old as of uh mm-hmm. what? This week
1: next this, week? Uh, the week we're recording this. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Uh, it's and it's one of my favorite films ever and Disney had announced a remake and I was like ah. Okay, whatever it takes to return get return flight of the navigator. So whatever it takes to get Max out of that like fucking boneyard of old, awesome props that's covered in bird <laughs> shit at MGM Studios or Hollywood Studios in Disney World. Yeah. Uh, but they announced a remake in two thousand nine, and people have continued to ask about it, and they're like, yeah, still on. But uh, I didn't know like they had hired specific screenwriters, and I his name mm-hmm. didn't ring a bell when he was announced in twenty twelve. It was Colin Trevorrow. Famous for a movie called uh, Safety Not Guaranteed and then ah. hired to do Jurassic World. So the writer of The Flight of the Navigator, he's like, someone asked him about an interview. I'm like, I think it's still happening, <laughs> yeah. but I clearly am too big to bother chasing down I mean, this.
1: I made the amazing Jurassic World. Everybody asleep. loves me. He wants me to work for <laughs> it. Right. And then a bigger dinosaur showed yeah, up.
0: Again, I, I know it's self-indulgent of me. I don't want to talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I have a giant uh, article up multiple giant articles that had recently written about uh, Roger Rabbit that was the sequel was in 10 years development hell it's I, like a, it's never going to happen it's like
2: a pre situation where it was the first one a little bit it took a while because like didn't they it it did up, it, yeah they premiered yeah
0: 80, it, like and again you can see all that stuff in the article you can see Pee <laughs> Wee Herman the voice of the yeah. ship here in Flight of the Navigator as the original voice of Roger Rabbit but like the the big takeaway is that you can see it on YouTube they made a pitch presentation for a CG Roger Rabbit around 1998 because they were going to go ahead mm. with the sequel. Uh, and then Michael Eisner looked at that and like, this looks expensive. And he funneled all the money into Pearl Harbor. So <laughs> oh. to ensure that that day is forever associated with tragedy <laughs> and a terrible film. Uh, but Flight of the Navigator was supposed to get a remake. It has not yet. I think uh, I have an article going up uh, called, just calling it the most underrated movie of the 1980s. Yep. A beautiful yeah. time for movies, the 1980s. And this is just one of those, uh, it's like a, a Science fiction short story. It's perfect. Yeah. It's great. It's fine. It just. But we weren't living in a world of franchises yeah. and sequels, and it yeah. took a while to find an audience. And it's never been bothered to be uh, reevaluated yeah. okay. or readdressed. I, yeah.
2: I have to say this. Maybe some of the reason that it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're close to it, so you might not agree. But what? It's not a good title. Flight of the Navigator. Like you are yeah. flying, but yeah, it's, the a, it's a bad title. Like, I think it could. Be it's a bad about title. spaceships and time
0: travel. Like, great. Yeah. And the, the great thing about it is that like the, the beginning is so scary, and the clip you just heard is him yeah. meeting Max, and this is. It's not in full kids sw- kids movie swing yet. The the mm-hmm. opening the film is terrifying. Yeah. A kid is transported 8 years in the future. Doesn't know where his parents are. No, doesn't like, have any man. idea what happened but his head is filled with uh, is, digital garbage and he doesn't know why.
2: It is like the writ large version of like you going to the supermarket or the mall and like yeah. missing like r- like Getting separated for your, from your parents for a couple minutes, like at that age, is just like yeah. terrifying. Like, yeah. I, I never find my parents again. It
0: worked really well for me back then, and as an adult who is bracing himself for possible children or a family, and yeah. my friends are having children, and like I have more empathy for children, so the movie works. Again, at a whole new level for me, and again, it's all part of the 1980s. With it, that that love scaring the shit out of children seemed to delight in it in almost every movie made, even Disney. Uh, but I think Colin Trevorrow himself said, like, "Yeah, I think Disney was pretty gung ho about it, but when they hired me, it was a uh, pre-Marvel and Star Wars acquisition uh, world, and mm. I have to imagine they've said, like, yeah. uh, it looks a little less extravagant or worth doing at this point." Yeah, eight-year-old eight-year-old
2: boys would rather buy action figures of superheroes than another eight-year-old boy.
0: Man, you yeah. think so? I think so. <laughs> God, I guess I guess it's
1: probably n- true. N-
2: name a kid that other kids look up to right I, mean, you know? I
1: Even as a kid, I hated any time there was a cartoon or a movie where, like, well, this is the kid in the movie that you can relate to. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Oh, really? I, ever, I never like kids in yeah. movies. And it's especially sad when it's,
2: like, you're an adult and you're watching, like, uh-huh. I, I mentioned on a previous yeah. episode, but, like, when the Power Rangers, the second Power Rangers movie introduced oh, the Blue Ranger as a kid, I'm yeah. like, "Holy shit, I'm too old for this,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed
2: to relate to this kid, no
1: yeah, well, just like if I the never movie thought of it like a proxy if, if the movie's about kids, yeah. fine, like in this in Final Navigator, the movie's about the kid, mm-hmm. like fine that's that's fine. he's a character, but yeah. when it's like Oh, and the Transformers, you have to, we need humans in there. No, you don't.
0: You really <laughs> don't. The humans are all uh, garbage. Especially not for the duration of time Michael yeah. Bay gives. The 20 minutes of uh, Shia LaBeouf's parents <laughs> as like they Godzilla, travel through Paris.
1: Like, oh, there's so many things we're like, well, we have to have. Like, n- no, you do not. You need to
0: write a better movie
1: that makes those things interesting because there's a reason they were popular before it was a movie. <laughs> uh, when, I don't know.
0: One of the things I distilled why I like it, because uh, David is the type of hero... He's not that reluctant. He's not the Keanu Reeves of the film. Like, you're the one destined to yeah, do all this yeah. by prophecy. You are the best and just don't know it. And yeah. the events of the movie will awaken. You. No, you're a regular fucking schlub like I, fe- I felt as a kid. So maybe this could happen to me. I mm. might not be the best or mm-hmm. the one uh, or the-, the only person who can defeat the, be- the evil. Right. But I could. But I could get random- by a spaceship. I could get randomly selected. Yeah. and uh... <laughs> Yes, like, uh, like uh, universal jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the only reason ship. it
1: works. Status because the robot
0: like uh, i forget what 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 cripples the spaceship he or? was looking he was examining daisies and ran into a a uh, power uh, power station i see and then and yeah. he reset he reset his memory and he had he was testing david's brain capacity they find out in the char- star charts were in there again this is like it's ridiculously plausible or believable mm-hmm. for yeah, a, it's fine
1: for a premise to set up a movie
0: and That's again great. we have a commentary for it on uh lasertime.bandcamp.com of course patrons have it for free um But uh, fine, I I consider that self-indulgent for me to go off and fly to the Navigator because it shouldn't really count as something in development hell because I don't think it got very far. But what I do want to talk about at the top is a subject that we never, ever talk about. Um, Two things, Mm -hmm. sort of. Books. (laughs) Books and um, fantasy. So one of the things none of us know anything about is the Dark Tower series by right. Stephen King, which I think dates back to the 80s. Mm. I think this, the official series is concluded, but there are offs prequels. Uh, there are ties in Stephen King's other books. but and Mostly I know the series from entertainment news articles telling me that an adaptation is happening. Oh, and that yeah. has been happening for over a decade. Yeah. And the most exciting one I remember hearing about, I think Ron Howard had... They, they were devising something like three films, but in between there are two seasons of a television show. I'm like, that oh, sounds yeah. amazing. That'll never work. You, can, yeah. you can't do that. You can't expect someone to watch a TV series uh, based on a movie that, that follows up on a movie they never Is there anything
2: seen. that Stephen King has done in the realm of TV that's good? Like All you can think of is
0: shitty TV, TV movies. Maybe It. It's, it was fine. Uh, it, if you haven't seen his... He hated Kubrick's The Shining. Oh my God, the so much. Fucking uh, wings guy.
2: Yeah,
1: oh, Steve- I
0: watched that. It's it's not good. It's it's really not good. And I've read Stephen King's book. And it, it, that that is good. But he's like, I hate Kubrick's version. But Kubrick did something profoundly yeah. interesting with it. But no, I, yeah, I don't know of any any great Stephen King television. Not yeah. off the top of my head. Well,
2: I like Langoliers, but only in a Langoliers? Bad Jesus
0: Langoliers.
2: <laughs> they eat time, and uh, with uh, and, and everyone's stuck in an airport where like food doesn't <laughs> taste like food or anything, and they look so like
1: uh, a a PS sub PS one oh, Pac Man. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I'm so glad you And you're they in. kill uh, Balky at the end. Sorry, spoilers. I
0: need, you, I need you in the zone for bad visuals, because um, this is leading up to something. Because um, I, I I'm sorry I don't know more about the Dark Tower series. It's uh-huh. one of those things I always wanted to be more interested in, uh, but is, I don't read a lot of Stephen King.
1: Is there another book in this article? In this, there, in this, this, this is episode? a little
0: tiny section, a little slice for books that I'm... Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Bringing over because uh, what I do know about is Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Somebody gave me a Game of Thrones book, and again, that's not the end of this. Uh, the Game of Thrones is a book. Some my friend handed me like for no reason in like the year 1999. I'm like this is great. I don't like a lot of fantasy because it's all prophecy and magic runes and a bunch of crazy shit that, like it just it just I don't know the Lloyd Alexander books. I found myself really bored by a lot of those books are tough, uh, but. Game of Thrones isn't. Game of Thrones isn't. And, like, I think you guys... I clearly haven't seen the show, I'm guessing. But, like, the the show is about... Political strife—it's a Game of Thrones, right. like yeah. the destabilizing a country by a leader suddenly dying and everybody vying yeah. to be that leader. It's a very relatable story. I mean, it could take- it's like it's like what's going on in uh, Venezuela or Iraq, but with white people. Hmm. And no. I think yeah. that's part of the appeal. And that I love the books because they were violent. I thought they were great. The first book came out in 1996, Game of Thrones, uh, and I love second book 1998. Uh, wait. I said ninety six to ninety eight, two year difference. Clash of Kings. All of these now sound like mobile games. <laughs> um, and then two thousand Storm of Swords. That's all you need for a mobile game. Ugh. Blank yeah. of blank. Blank of blank. Yeah. yeah. X it's of really, y. it's really scary. At this fart of boners.
2: Even that sounds like a mobile, mobile game.
0: That's George Double R. R Martin, or as my friend Sarah calls him, uh, who does not like his work. George Rape Rape Martin. Mm-hmm. Again, it's way cuter coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he. I don't know what happened. After two years, he was on a cycle of these giant books every two years with thorough appendices. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the next book took six years to come out. A Feast wow. of Crows. Sounds and, like he had appendicitis. Uh, and if you <laughs> hold on, I do have my comedy noises. There oh, you go. Right. Uh, that He's like, ah, the book was just too big, so I split it in half and I'll be releasing like in my the pants. first half. <laughs> and so the book has no Tyrion. It has no. Uh, it has, oh no! Uh, but <laughs> 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 it's it's a big deal. Like if you're watching just the show, imagine right. half the cast you care about just not hearing f- from them for 800 Still pages. So like Lost season two, exactly like that actually. Uh, um, but like and then uh, Dance too. with Dragon. I, I remember I I just I, there's a stream where I just threw the book across the room because I really hated the book. They just introduced a bunch of new characters while not revisiting Sansa. No one knows what's happening with her. He like named one
2: character after a uh, Domino's Pizza. The delivery person that he didn't have enough of a tip for it. Look, I'll just put you in the next
0: book. All right. The Dance of Dragons, the fifth book, finally comes out in 2011, and then we were in this really interesting situation this year, where this the they've already prolonged mm-hmm. yeah. entering into the TV show where the books haven't addressed the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, George R. R. Martin had to give them an outline of where it's going, because we don't trust you to have the sixth book out on time. The last yeah. episode of Game of Thrones that aired is the title of the sixth and still unreleased book. Mm. And the you I, I was... Again, I, I thought it was the best season of the show of almost any television I've ever seen. Uh, the last season, yeah. the latest season of Game. Man, of I wonder Thrones.
2: how are these books just going to like tank because between like people aren't reading I as much think, and I think they'll deviate yeah. enough
0: because uh-huh. there's there are char- there are entire characters and arcs that do not yep. appear in the show ah. at all, including dead people who completely come back. Uh-huh. Um, sorry if that was a spoiler, but I don't even I, I didn't even want to really talk about Game of Thrones because d- there is. Does that I remember that was announced it's getting a TV show and it happened real fast like it didn't there was no development hell I remember my friends and I talking this would be the greatest T- HBO TV show ever mm-hmm. instant news article saying HBO agrees and the show will be out yeah. next year and so there was no development hell the interesting development hell comes from a different fantasy book yeah. so when I was in the game of thrones and I'm talking to my D&D friends who love fantasy well you need to read Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series Wheel of Time I know we're not familiar with this I'm I'm judging by your expressions No familiarity I don't know if we we love time We like time (laughs) Uh, Wheel of Time It's a book series First published in 1990 Uh, It was supposed to be a series Of 12 novels A lot of bad stuff happened Robert Jordan The author I know that's his pen name uh, Died before he could complete it But again left outlines And the three books Were completed without him He optioned uh, the books To NBC for a TV miniseries As early as the year 2000 uh, and again, this is a recent story of development hell um, and somewhat interesting. Uh, least, so he's optioned them to NBC, to Universal, uh, and then they—they they, the whole time the rights to the Wheel of Time series have been with a company called Red Eagle Entertainment, mm-hmm. and they have not been able to get anything off the ground. There was an RPG game uh, developed by Obsidian that just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are mobile games and just uh, tabletop games that have just never gone anywhere. And this is
2: one of the biggest... An Obsidian game being in development
0: hell. Now <laughs> Exactly. Well, this is one of the biggest uh, fantasy book franchises of our generation. And it has not been adapted anywhere because most people attribute it to Red Eagle only. And then something happened on February in 2015. Just last year as of this recording. Uh, a pilot called i believe winter's dragon starring hmm. billy zane yeah. uh wow. it, it is, this is great because we talk a lot on on laser time about being kids without the internet where you you just have to tune in every night mm-hmm. and hope there's a new episode of something yeah. or read a tv guide and cross your because like I, I love i i prefer that tv's like new episode new season coming soon we're, no one mm-hmm. told us that we didn't know when new things were coming yeah. so with no announcement and no promotion on last year in February. A pilot for a Wheel of Time show airs at 1.30 a.m. <laughs> on FXX, the wow. FX spin-off network that plays primarily Always Sunny in Philadelphia, The League and The Simpsons comedy, in other words, at 1.30 a.m. The world, the, this is like, it's, it would be like having the internet in the 90s. The world woke up to learn that a, a Wheel of Time show had been shot mm-hmm. and aired and nobody knew about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Just happened here.
2: Did like anybody end up DVRing it? Like, how does that even? Uh, I think like... you can
0: still see it. Yeah. And so the story behind it, I thought this was really fascinating to me. That it didn't FXX didn't air the show. Mm-hmm. It aired the show as it would a my pillow infomercial. Girls gone oh, wow. wild. It was an infomercial that Red Eagle pay they the rights were <laughs> lapsing, so they. As quick as possible Shot a pilot Only wow. starring Billy Zane Aired uh, it in a infomercial spot To show that they were in progress hmm. And I think the, If you read behind the scenes They're trying to partner up With a bigger studio To make it much bigger than it is wow. And so the hmm. rights don't lapse And the rights were lapsing In two weeks hmm. That to me is insane uh, <laughs> and, they, and there's all these interviews With this company Like yeah we thought It was an interesting way Of putting the thing on the air And I believe they've lost the rights But things have settled And hopefully Wheel of Time fans uh, you will be seeing an adaptation that sometime soon But I love that that, that stealth. It's not even mm. a stealth pilot like we talked about a few weeks ago yeah, yeah. It's almost evil <laughs> uh, But we're going to talk about some video games When we get back from this short little break And of course some movies and some maybe television shows So stay tuned people
1: Commercial alert, put the VCR on pause ah!
0: <laughs> Look people, it's time to wake up Wake up mattresses are too expensive trust me i purchased one at a big box store a few years ago i never want to do it again thankfully this episode is brought to you by casper casper mattresses do you know what they are they're a sleep startup that launched with one perfect and outrageously comfortable mattress at a fraction of the price of normal mattresses casper mattresses combine high density memory and premium latex foam to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced throughout the night and uh best of all I always say best of all, but I don't know what's better, the fact that it's cheaper or that it's better. Mattresses haven't changed a lot over the years, people, but Casper has been researching all things on the science of sleep, and Casper mattress will cost you almost a quarter of the price of a mattress at a big box store. And speaking of big box store, you don't even have to go to one. They will send a mattress straight to you. They have all sizes from twin to California king, and guess what? You don't have to take my word for it. You can try it out for yourself. Casper offers a risk-free 100-night trial. You don't like the mattress? They'll come and pick it up, dispose of it, and it'll be like it never happened. You'll, You'll get a complete refund, but I've never heard of that happening because most people are satisfied with their Casper mattresses, so if you're looking to grow up and be a big boy and get rid of that futon, try out Casper mattresses, and Laser Time listeners can go to CasperTrial.com slash Time and get $50 towards any mattress. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show, exclusively on Patreon.com/LaserTime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing.
2: I had a sad story about about "Kiss Me," which I've never actually <laughs> said out loud. But oh, that wow. song, I really remember that song. I but love her voice. Whenever that came out, like ninety seven, ninety eight, I'm like 99? a teenager at Six Flags, waiting in line for a roller coaster, and that song plays. And I see this woman who's probably in her like 30s, not very attractive, and she's crying as the song plays. And I'm Jesus. just like, holy shit. The, the, the like the world is unfair and this makes me so like sad. But she's, I'm like, I'm not going to kiss her. I'm, th- I'm 17 and she's she's not very attractive. So <laughs> That's, that's what this will cheer but up, it, it, sexual assault. So yeah. she's going through it. I guess. She's feeling it. But uh, now I feel like if I was at a theme park alone in a and line a song called Kiss Me yeah. And and Kiss Me came on and I saw people in the theme park kissing each other while that song played I might cry.
0: Get bonus time. Laser times, weekly full length, uncensored and ad free. Patreon exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full length, movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of talking Simpson and more at patreon.com slash laser time. Starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Don't Fear the reaper. I love doing radio shows. You're listening to Laser Time Top of the dial uh, The weather is currently Nice uh, And that—that uh, that is the um, What is that uh, Blue Oyster Cult Blue Colt. Oyster Cult yeah. Don't Fear the Reaper One of the first Great uses of a Licensed song In a yes. game that wasn't A music game That I can remember but Prey, I believe, having one of the longest development cycles. Yeah, which one? Something like yeah, pre, uh, <laughs> yeah 2000,
1: 2006 is Prey, which just turned ten years old. Yeah, and yeah, then, we talked about it in thirty twenty ten. Yeah, and then itself, Prey two, which is now just called Prey, yeah. uh, is itself been in development hell for another decade. Yep. So, it's just a first person shooter that had a lot of ambitious ideas, and
0: it was. I think it's responsible for pioneering a ton of great things. It did a lot of neat things. That uh, shaped gaming in ways people don't give like credit playing for.
1: Playing with perspective, mm-hmm. playing with cinematic openings, using a licensed song. You're mm-hmm. abducted by a UFO, torn out of a, of a cabin and house, and the roof rips off, and like back yeah. into 06. Mm-hmm. It's quite an interesting opening, but that game had spent so much time in development mm-hmm. since the 90s of. But I forget how the path goes, but it's like 3D realms. Yeah. And, a, a lot of different who companies are great with uh, time, time, time stamps, and uh, milestones. But uh, we talked about thirty, twenty, ten. Um, but Prey is yeah definitely one of those yeah. modern examples of like this game took a decade almost, and then the sequel is now past ten years. And I
0: don't want to go off on it too much because if you listen to Video Game Apocalypse, which you should every Friday on LaserTimePodcast and your preferred podcast listening place, uh, we Michael did a whole show about uh, development hell games. Yeah. He avoided the obvious one, Duke Nukem, uh, and went with L A Noir. Prey, Team Fortress 2, which I do love, because if you still have that GamesPress account, there's still those images of the first Team Fortress of just boring humans (laughs) in green helmets and army fatigues. Uh, And Diablo 3, 11 years, Resident Evil 4, 6 years, Uh, but yeah, all those those had nearly a decade. Um, And and I think what Michael was trying to point out is these are games that spent years in development hell and came out great, and that's sort of what we're trying to examine in this episode. Obviously, not everything <laughs> needs ten years uh, sure. in gestation, and it, it is almost miraculous when things emerge from development hell. Yeah. Great, uh, but what, are there some other games that qualify? Yeah,
1: this one just popped in my head now, so I'm gonna like Cliff Notes version is Final Fantasy XII. Wow, okay. Uh, because it started development around 2000, like ho- like right after they finished ten, and then eleven was going to be the online game. Is it 06? Oh. yeah, and it finally released. It's actually about to be ten years old, wow. uh, like September or October of 06. Uh, so it's been about six years, and I saw it at E3, I think 2004 or five, I forget which one, and it was a certain, it was a turn-based back and forth game, and then yeah. like I, I forget all the people involved, like uh, Sakaguchi, uh, you know, series creator Final Fantasy, uh, like between directors, producers, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Uh,
0: that's probably the thing you'll
1: find with almost everything. Yeah, we talk all these about. are very. Similar. Lots of cooks because in the there's kitchen. a lot of money on the line. Of Final yeah.
0: Fantasy X
1: did really well. Well, nine did really well.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Forget
1: all of them well, did a, really 11 well. Eleven in the long, like as yeah. a
0: game that was supported for years on yeah. a monthly subscription yeah. fee. So there's a lot mind. of
1: pressure on twelve to like deliver, and it ends up coming out at the very end of the and PS2 <sighs> lifecycle, within weeks of the PS3 launching. Uh, completely overhauls the battle system, the way yeah. you interact with the game. Uh, so that that I mean, was just one that kind of popped in my head. Kind of when I fell out of love with the Final Fantasy. It's series. the first it's one like, I didn't finish. Oh well,
0: eight,
2: they, they still eight, do that yeah. like MMO kind of style. It's like it's a like, single
0: player MMO, uh, yeah. Yeah. and that's the, the big bummer for me. And it's a unique experience. Is that I thought I couldn't understand. I, I couldn't understand the original Final Fantasy games. They were I was turn based shit was too mm-hmm. complicated for an ADD boy I didn't like to read. Uh, and so the first game I ever played was Ten, and I loved it, and couldn't wait for the next one. <laughs> and so yeah. the next game not an RPG yeah. the next game uh, it's coming out in like the during the death rattle of the PS2 mm. when I bought all these new systems yeah. missed it so I had like 13 was like a yeah. huge gap and then, uh, I mean, just
1: a riff off Final Fantasy, again, just popped in my head, is what became Final yep. Fantasy fifteen? That's insane. Was announced in 2006. That's <laughs> a spinoff Final of 13, Called Final Fantasy Versus thirteen. Yes. And that was an action game, more in the vein of Kingdom Hearts, an action RPG rather than a turn-based mm-hmm. thing. Thirteen itself came out in 2010. Wow. And then 2014, I think, is when the Versus thirteen mm-hmm. game, they did the big E3 thing where the logo changed and, fuck mm-hmm. it, it's Final Fantasy fifteen. Just <laughs> forget it. So that was another, like, six wow. years. Well, no, almost a decade of just, like, what's going on with this? Kingdom Hearts 3? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could put in there, too. Oh, yeah. But, but rather than jump around. Much anything squares yeah, over, they, over in Japan. Yeah, trying to get back on the saddle. But StarCraft Ghost oh, was a yeah. first-person shooter that was supposed to be set yeah. in the StarCraft world. It was announced in 2002. Mm-hmm. I saw it at e- that same E3, 0405. Oh, you saw it?
0: Yeah, and there was, like, you could watch. I think you could play it, mm-hmm. and it was at least visible and viewable. Uh, but my, To my knowledge, that game was really far along and it, was one of those last minute decisions like that only a company the size of Blizzard can say, fuck it. Yeah, Who cares about bit. the millions we invested? We don't need to see yeah. a return.
1: Because WoW had launched just like a year and a half before yeah. so they were making money. But March of... O's, it was announced in 02. March of 2006, so four years go by, mm-hmm. uh, they put it on indefinite hold, but never f- officially cancel it until really? 2014. Hmm. So for... Um, eight years or whatever, it's like, is this cancelled? And they're like, nah, eh, we're not talking about it. Eh, huh. And then find like, yes, it's cancelled. But that character, Nova, she ended up showing up in Heart of the Swarm anyway, so mm. some of the plot lines maybe got resolved in a weird way, but there was a about four years of what's going on with this game because it was even Addy 3 and we saw it yeah and then it another eight years and like so is that dead or what what happened
0: I not mean, so, uh. like Overwatch started out as like eight different things yeah. and eventually became a game yeah. uh, uh, but only Blizzard has that kind of money to waste
1: yeah and then this there's not much to go on this but Half-Life 3 yeah, uh, well, I, th- it was announced in 06 to release in 2007, and Valve has never given a straight or even a straight concrete answer yeah. or reason why. Or, They're just. Yeah. I
0: listened to one podcast I can't remember because Gabe Newell was on it, and you know, you have some ex- experience with this. He's very careful about what he says yeah. when he's asked about it, so uh, they use it in code. Ricochet Two, <laughs> uh, the sequel to the Valve game Ricochet. So, uh-huh. it, 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 and basically, he says sort of the same thing. A Valve is a giant company with an entirely new source of revenue yeah, than when they yeah, were yeah. developing games. So, the way it made it sound is, is to me is that there are there were multiple versions of Half-Life 3 that you have never oh, seen. Oh, sure. And uh, they keep scrapping it. It's not that they're still not working on it. There's just not a priority. And I if mean, you... especially with first-person
2: shooters. Yeah. It's like the Duke Nukem Forever thing where it's like, well, what we made now it looks like shit yeah. Uh, yeah. two years later yeah. we uh, and we just saw this new shooter with this new mechanic and
0: this new engine. We've got to be better than that. And I think that's but I, I've always said that that's what that you're more excited about a new Half-Life, because that means a new Valve engine that yeah. you will play great things like Left 4 Dead and Counter-Strike on for yeah. years to come, and if it doesn't have that new engine, do you really want to care that much about a new Half-Life? To me, that's the most important thing. The engine on which they build it, because yeah. Half-Life invented all of these things to make this new kind of game, so it, it's not enough just to be another Half-Life. This yeah. has to revolutionize yeah. something, because that's what the series is now synonymous with. And so, I don't. yeah, I don't really care if there's yeah. a third one in, until they find a great reason for it. I assumed it would be when they release hardware yeah. or more VR shit yeah. I had just assumed that that didn't pan out either I'm straining to think of like
2: 30 plus years of Nintendo games is there any Nintendo games that have been in development hell Huh. I'm like
1: I, I mean could, it, I couldn't think of yeah. one but
0: it, it's it's well it's hard to think of one just because the <laughs> nature I, of Nintendo like fuck it it's delayed yeah Pretty much all of any yeah. game with Mario or Link in it has been delayed. Yeah. It was had a five or six year development cycle. You just you were yeah occasionally fortunate enough to hear about it.
2: And they don't talk about you know what the one thing hmm. I would be the uh, the finger sensor for the Wii? Oh uh, the yeah.
0: the vitality
2: sensor. The, yeah. yeah. But yeah. usually like when they tell you something they're they're yeah. dead set on making it happen. No, I think yeah.
0: that's that's one of two recent yeah. devices that they announced and never followed through with. There was supposed to be some kind of heart rate monitor, like Thing you keep next to your bed. Oh, uh, they, they announced well, like yeah, within, like the last two years. Yeah, the We
2: Fit on We You came with that thing you what would thing? wear. It's like, you a, it's like a thing you put. It was like a pedometer. Well, you didn't play We
0: Fit, bruh. Uh, so we no? Fit You. But yeah, it
2: came with that. It came with like a pedometer. But I don't think it was a heart rate thing. I can't remember. I lost it.
1: Aww, yeah, as far as games go, that's those are the ones that uh, that left out to me. But I'm sure there's something else. That, that's, there's, again, there's, let us know. I want something tickling the back of my brain that I'm like I should be remembering some obvious game
0: and I can't. Well, quite I mean, get there. Th- th- I didn't want to like totally open this up to games because sure. games have this all the time. Yeah. and you in like because it's technology I mean, based. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: we're getting one this year with Shadow
0: of the Colossus. Like, what? oh, tri- uh, yeah. sorry, uh, it's sorry, almost called the Trico. Yeah, wow. tri- uh, Last Guardian. Last, Last Guardian, Guardian. Yeah, Last which Guardian. is eight years. Yeah. yeah and they said it was definitely coming out this year. So but to, but here's a, a recent example of something that was almost miraculous. Uh, as far as development hell goes, Deadpool. Oh yeah. Cuz Deadpool uh I I have really warmed to it upon watching it again that it's it is one of the most accurate it's one of the most comic booky feeling movies. Like it's just it is an outrageous sense of fun That it doesn't have to be This new thing That carries the story Of the Avengers yeah. It can just lightly Reference the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe And just really have fun Being authentic To the character And it's, it is the most Authentic Marvel movie To mm-hmm. me Even though it takes place Outside of Marvel Studios MCU And that's a little bit Of a bummer But really really good And how did Deadpool mm-hmm. premiere? <laughs> uh,
1: well Which time? In the movies mm-hmm. Well in 2009 uh, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, which we also yeah. have a commentary track for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Deadpool in that is Ryan Reynolds, and he is the opening scene is pretty decent. He yeah. is a loudmouth, obnoxious brat mm-hmm. who is a lot like Deadpool. And then at the end of the movie, his mouth is sewn shut, and he has everybody's powers and shoots Cyclops beams out of it's his eyes.
0: The most video gamey mm-hmm. boss fight scene. Yeah. It's ter- on I, top I, of a
1: nuclear I, reactor <laughs> tower.
0: I hate that movie. It's. I think that movie. That movie in The Last Stand created a giant amount of distrust, I think, yeah. with, with Fox yeah. having access to these Marvel characters. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's a real big bummer. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> let's say like two years ago, yeah. we just past Comic-Con, somebody leaked mm-hmm. uh, the, this Deadpool spec footage and had the world saying, well, yeah, whatever fucking happened to that Deadpool movie that you not only was promised mm-hmm. in writing and articles, like the The movie clearly is telling you Ryan Reynolds is in this for like four seconds because he's going to be in a. Wait, because he personally wanted to do it.
1: And then after the deviance, the the deviant, in the strictest sense of the word, the deviation Mm -hmm. into Green Lantern that he had to do. Mm -hmm. So that ate up a bunch of time just being in Green Lantern. And Mm -hmm. then finally, yeah,
0: this. This thing thing leaks online. And I immediately said, and I I just, I'm only mentioning this because I'm rarely this right. I'm like. This didn't just leak This is very intentional Because this is leaking Around Comic Con And like Where did this come from And it's taken offline And comes back up And then it's officially released And like Because of the leaked footage Mm -hmm. The movie gets fucking greenlit Mm -hmm. And gets to do whatever it wants Because like The expectations set by fans just on that spec footage, yeah, and also
2: didn't have a big budget.
0: So, kind of like I think one of the reasons I was disappointed by the uh, by the movie is because the whole movie centers around that scene that you saw in that leaked footage Mm -hmm. on the highway. Right. But I I love this I I love the way Ryan Reynolds talked about it on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Like, where did this footage come from?
3: Well, yeah, we developed the script six years ago, uh, wrote this fantastic script. It leaked online, and Deadpool fans went nuts for it. So the studio uh, granted us a small amount of money to make test footage. This, this test footage that we shot uh, uh, then sat on the shelf for four years, as it does. They didn't do anything with it. And then about, just a little uh, under two years ago, it leaked accidentally onto the Internet. <laughs> Accidentally. And, well, here's the thing. It, it, the fans freaked out. The Deadpool fans freaked out and overwhelmed Fox. And Fox basically had to greenlight the movie. The problem was, it's like, this footage was owned by Fox and sort of illegal that it... That it so, I'm, I know that one of us did it. <laughs> like there's four, there's four of us. There's yeah. me, Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick, and Tim Miller, the director. One of us did it. Okay, good. Yeah, all right. Good. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know who did it. Yeah. I, we all we all but sort it, of said at the beginning, someone should leak it. Someone should leak it. So some, the idea was planned, but I'm seventy percent sure it wasn't me. Okay, perfect. All right. so. <laughs>
2: yeah. I. Can't picture Ryan Reynolds at a computer actually doing the leaking.
0: <laughs> like too much of a, he's too he's a too big a movie hunk to, to use how, computer. You see how gung ho he was. Like to, all yeah. that lead up and promotion. He seemed to be psyched yeah, for that yeah. stuff he, you know, also his like star power kind of waned a little bit. Yeah. He needed Deadpool yeah. to be a success too. Yeah. But Deadpool is a great success story, man. It's it's a, it's a it's it's it might be my favorite Fox movie in general. Uh, uh Fox X Men movie. Uh, right. I think it's the like and it, it's the ninth or tenth X Men yeah. film. Strangely enough, yeah. probably. Fucking crazy. Uh,
1: spinning out of that, though, mm. the same movie, X-Men Origins Wolverine, mm-hmm. had Gambit in it. Dude, that, uh, i and, sorry, I forgot about and that. And Gambit Holy shit. started also getting, oh, he'll have his own movie, too. And I forget that actor's name, but he ended up not reprising the role. Uh, it's, but
0: It's that guy, the death knell. The, he, he, <laughs> Taylor... Taylor, what's his name? uh, He was uh, in John Carter. T-shirt. Taylor Kitsch. True True Detective Season 2. There you go. He tanks things with high expectations. Just like, yeah, such a
2: a year, like. Between Battleship mm-hmm. and John Carter from Mars or whatever. It was, like, mm-hmm. two big blockbusters that yeah. sank that you were in. And it's like, I don't think it's all his they fault. He's his a, Battleship. Yeah, and, but I don't um, think it's his fault. He's a good actor.
1: But because the main brand, and this factors into Deadpool, too, because the main X-Men brand mm-hmm. was like, well, after Origins Wolverine, what do we do? And it's like, first class, which just resets everything and new cast and new everything. But first class was 2011, so to do that and have a Gambit movie at the same time, it's just like, well, that's let's not mess with it now. And then in 2008, or not 2008, uh, 2014, Channing Tatum, of all people. Gonna, it has
0: been two years at this point, right? Yeah,
1: he said, like, after rumors of, like, yeah, I would love to be Gambit. And then yeah. finally, he is going to be Gambit. And that was in 2014. Directors and producers keep kind of coming in and going out. Yeah, uh, schedules are bad. There were release dates.
0: Oh, this is the very that's this is the very definition of modern development. Huh? Yeah,
1: salary disputes because they mm-hmm. were like they probably lowballed Channing Tatum, big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, well, you were in Magic Mike XXL, which was a fantastic <laughs> movie. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. Uh, but the release dates keep fluctuating. So like right now, this game movie is allegedly supposed to be out next year. So we'll see. Wow. But that's again back from 2009. The same movie, X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, it'll be um, seven, eight years by the time it probably comes out.
2: Yeah, there's uh, quite a few, like, you never know quite how into development they were, but, like, a, there was, like, the third Beetlejuice movie, or a second Beetlejuice movie. Uh, <laughs> my,
0: the- my understanding of that is that, again, again I love. 80s movies for this reason yeah. that Beetlejuice exists if you yeah. want to imagine how difficult it is to pitch movies sum up the plot of Beetlejuice and imagine pitching it to millionaire executives <laughs> They would you feel like you'd be laughed out of the room but Beetlejuice somehow exists it was a crazy success they're like Tim Burton make a sequel we'll pay you and he's like I don't want to do that we'll pay you more so he does and it's literally called Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian and it was yeah. sort of him saying fuck you fine I did it I don't really want to do this and he handed you like one of those mm. Paul Rudd and what American summers <laughs>
1: Yeah, just, like so. I
0: don't know if it was like a realistic yeah. thing, but like apparently, yeah, Beetlejuice Two is actively in production mm-hmm. now. Uh, when Oda oh, wow. Ryder said so much, uh, I, wow. I I wish I would have remembered that. I would have got that clip and on another talk Ghostbusters. Show. Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is just one of those things I find inexcusable. Yeah. Just but like Sony had that for so long, and like the whole idea of it is like these well, are these are. Jan- These are janitors that can exist mm. all over the world with multiple people in those yeah. roles a franchise of Ghostbusters you can do this anywhere anytime with anybody mm-hmm. and they just never did yeah. ever and the new one fucking great yeah Well, why don't we take a break with uh, one of our few music entries mm-hmm. uh, we did a show one of my one of the shows I'm most proud of because I think it's the only one my father has listened to uh, a laser time episode where the topic was the most expensive everything uh. and we tried to find the most expensive movie dog song car yeah. And the most expensive album ever produced, I mm-hmm. believe, was what, David?
2: Yeah, uh, Chinese Democracy, <laughs> Guns N' Roses. i still never heard it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't either. I've never uh, heard
4: it. So it, it, what's in this like, clip? So
2: this is uh, like when people thought like, okay, now they're really going to do it because So 1991 was the last studio album they sure. did, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Sorry, incident. sorry. Yeah, But then they did Spaghetti Incident. Yeah. But isn't that like a the, greatest? Oh, cover album. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, so 10 years, basically, of them not making new music.
0: Axel firing everybody.
2: 2002, we thought, okay, they appear on the VMAs a total surprise. That's at the right. end of the show. With the it's,
0: premiere of Buckethead, who ended up never yes, being in the band. it' because,
2: uh, spoiler, it took another six years of, cr- <laughs> like, uh, Plastic you know, surgery. Plastic surgery, just uh, actual firing and hiring. And mm-hmm. they finally came out with Chinese Democracy in 2008, and it did all right, but not nearly enough to recoup its, like, 20 million production oh. costs. Guns N' Roses is back together again, yeah. and it's the original lineup. Is it and really? It's <laughs> like, eventually everybody mm. needs the money so
0: what's what's in this clip, so this
2: though? is this is jimmy fallon introducing uh yeah, Guns fallon. And Ro- yeah it's but i just remember it like it's it was yesterday. Was okay so here,
3: here we are ladies and gentlemen here we are put the tape in your vcr mtv has asked this next band to perform at the vmas for like the past four years well tonight not only did they show up they're even taking requests I feel kind of weird introducing one of my favorite bands of all time. I just wanted to say, please, uh, it's been great hosting the VMAs here in New York City. Uh, uh, This is the best city in the world. And uh, if if anyone lives here, you know how powerful it is, and how electric, and how energetic, and uh, the greatest city in the world. For those of you who don't live in New York, welcome to the jungle. Ladies and gentlemen, good!
0: Yeah, I remember. I, I, it's weird thinking of the MTV Music Awards like that. They reunited. They reunited Van Halen on the yeah. stage, and like, I wonder if they, they still do shit like that. I don't know. Madonna like, performing with Britney Spears and Christina oh. Aguilera, I just, kissing them both. But people only I don't remember know the enough one. about m- current music to know if they're even capable of doing something yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah, like I would do it on the iHeart Radio Awards.
2: It's it's hilarious that he's telling people this is 2002. Put a v- put a tape in your VCR. By the time <laughs> this uh, record comes out, VCRs oh. will be off the market
0: and irrelevant. Yeah, it's still kind of Except late for 2002, circuit. but I guess there were yeah. no recordable DVDs. Yeah, it's have a recordable. Yeah, I mean, the could, DVRs were not not. DVR right. Set thing. your web TV on record. <laughs> Um, but how about when we get back from uh, this we'll go out with some little Chinese democracy because hey why not it took this long to make let's hear it Uh, (laughs) but uh, we'll come back and talk some more about some awesome and not so awesome movies Okay, guys, park it right here for a second because I have to tell you about today's sponsor... Which, uh, if you couldn't tell by that punny introduction, is Zipcar, baby. Uh, Zipcar, the world's leading car share program. And uh, Laser Time listeners, yes, can go to joinzipcar.com slash laser Time and get $25 of free driving credit. Well, why would you want that? Um, if I'm being totally honest, Zipcar might have saved me the most money in my lifetime. Again, I live in a, I live in a big city, and not having a car is saving me a ton of money. Gas, insurance, repairs... Imagine that was all on somebody else and that's what Zipcar does. You can rent cars for as little as one hour and as long as seven days. You simply show up Put your car on the windshield, it unlocks for you. You can just start driving right there. Preserve any car you'd like via the app. And parking is pre-designated and free, so you don't even have to pay for that, which is super expensive in my city. But if you don't use a car that much and you're sick of paying all the bills that go along with having one, I'd thoroughly recommend you try Zipcar. We save literally hundreds of dollars a year by having a car whenever we want and having none of the bills. All you need is a valid driver's license and a debit or credit card. And uh, yes, once again, Laser Time listeners can go to joinzipcar.com lasertime and-, and get of free driving credits. Check it out, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show this week. I got to say, it's going to be a big week for Big Baby Brelston. You need to listen to this, because this is going to be fun. Monday Night Movie, we're launching a new schedule, this being August. Uh, We're going to do three movies this month, but start with the 30th anniversary that we talked about on 302010 this week, or we will anyway, Transformers the Movie. If you haven't heard Brett talk eloquently about this silly little movie which is amazing to watch by the way we are gonna watch it together at 6 pm this Monday laser time patrons of course can have access to the audio and video commentary anytime they like and other folks can pick it up a la carte on bandcamp.com laser time but I cannot wait to watch this wonderfully wonderfully 80s film with Elston and Dave it's gonna be a whole lot of fun speaking of videos it's going to be a very Batmany week, Suicide Squad fans. Yes, yeah, so there's a Telltale Batman game coming out. I cannot wait. I don't know anything about it. I'll be as surprised as you are, and I believe some of you guys can uh, join along and maybe dictate some of the stuff we do on our stream on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. And guess what? The shit show, the following Wednesday... A bad Batman game to be named later I know what it is but I want you to tune in or check out lasertimepodcast.com and uh, speaking of vanity pieces I have a giant piece up about my favorite movie also celebrating its 30th anniversary Flight of the Navigator Uh, we streamed it a little while back again that commentary is on lasertime.bandcamp.com or free for patrons and speaking of Patreon I know we plug it a lot uh, but we do a weekly, exclusive, ad-free, uncut bonus show called Bonus Time, and it was really fun last week, and we decided since... Uh you know, Cape Crisis is on hiatus and Comic-Con concluded, we threw it up on our YouTube channel youtube.com slash I thoroughly encourage you to check out the channel there's a bunch of cool shit there you have never seen and we're trying to grow our video presence so let us know what you guys think, you guys have been super helpful patrons and non-patrons we love you guys a lot, be sure to check out Video Game Apocalypse this week, uh, we have an argument on Talking Simpsons, Laser Time's uh, chronological breakdown of every Simpsons episode does the episode we're talking about this week have the hottest simpsons character ever tune in find out wednesday morning it's all there for you on LaserTimePodcast and obviously wherever you get your podcasts and if we're not let me know how about we end this break right now and let you get back to the show theme that seems appropriate I love that movie happy 30th birthday I imported the blu-ray from Europe and it's the most expensive movie I've bought ever um, but yeah love flight of the navigator but I wanted to talk about a few more movies how about since I'm cartoon obsessed we talk a little bit about cartoons and development and hell And I, uh. I, again, we can't do that for too long mm-hmm. Again, harkening back to the most expensive everything I tried to find the most expensive movie ever made mm-hmm. uh, Adjusting for inflation It's kind of still Pir- the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie But the one of the most expensive movies And you, it's hard to calculate the cost mm-hmm. uh, Is Tangled because uh, ah. Disney's animated process, I think in the '70s, that's why people ended up leaving the studio, like after Black Cauldron being another one of those development hell movies, because of the the story process, having more writers than animators, trying to hammer out the perfect animated story, because animation is expensive. Uh, but Tangled, I think, has uh, a, a 2D hand-drawn version of itself somewhere in the world mm. before the decision was made to go yeah, full uh, there's CG. There's
1: part of Frozen of that, too. Is there? They, or it's a point late on mm. where Frozen became...
0: Yeah, yeah. These, they're, all these are... I mean, that's just the nature of Disney productions anyway. They will spend years being developed. I just went to the amazing... Walt Disney Family Museum Pinocchio exhibit and they show like the original designs of Pinocchio and just sort of confronting the idea they, they went full like whole hog in the making the movie Pinocchio which is based on a series of books of a puppet who has no manners and doesn't know how to treat people kind of him learning how not to be a dick by mm-hmm. constantly being a dick up to and including most famously uh, killing Jiminy Cricket upon meeting him for the first time just murdering mm-hmm. him uh, and Pinocchio is a dick so they had to create that kind of that Disney style If you look at Snow White, she has, like, you know, fucking button eyes. She's, like, uh, just a little doll. Uh, The dwarves are the ones with, like, actual design. Uh, And Pinocchio's the first main character of, like... No, this is the Disney style coming Mm. into their films. Like, the Pinocchio character. But the Disney Museum right now, I think, till the end of the year, has... It's almost a hundred-year-old artwork of, like, what Pinocchio looked like originally. Because they did have to scrap it and, like, uh, start all over. But I didn't want to talk too much about animation... Uh, one of the things I love, uh, my favorite things in the universe, I'll do something with this someday, is unmaking of documentaries. Oh, there, yeah,
2: those are good. There
0: is one that came out, uh, uh, stealth came out, because uh, it's not supposed to be seen. It uh, was never supposed to be seen. Uh, that's, how do I phrase this? Emperor's New Groove. How about that? <laughs> Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Uh, Uh, One of the factors you might know about it is that Sting Sting Mm -hmm. uh, was contracted to write songs for the movie Because the movie was supposed to have a lot of songs It was being directed by the guy who did The Lion King It was supposed to be very much like The Lion King Mm -hmm. Not so much comedy focused Mm -hmm. Uh, Sting agreed to do the movie If on the condition that his wife, uh, Trudy Styler Could film a documentary uh, to go alongside it What she ended up filming was the unmaking of And complete dismantling (laughs) of uh, I think it was called Kingdom in the Sun completely different title with completely different characters with a completely different cast uh, I, I think also, another
2: thing in his contract is that he would get a title match with Ric Flair that's
0: true. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry that's wrong Sting I want it's, to wear a mask of me <laughs> but Sting is also a really good digger So yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, that, uh, but Sting's music ended up being cut from the film and um, the documentary went unseen it's called The Sweatbox and you can find multiple versions of it out there and it's I think the documentary is fairly like a making-of documentary for about 40 minutes, and then you watch this thing unravel, and Sting's like, what the fuck am I writing for? What? What's the story again? Like, I don't have a lot of time here, guys. What's going on? <laughs> David it, Spade's in this? I think I think David Spade was always in it, but but so Owen Wilson was, too. And uh, I do not believe Oh, wow. Believe you, oh, wow. I was in a, well, I've always wanted to be the voice of an animated character. <laughs> uh, and the original name was uh, Menko, and it was changed to Cuzco because... Uh, the discovery that Japanese slang term for Omako's is vagina that mm. it means vagina in Japanese <laughs> uh, a bunch of changes but there's a, this documentary just surfaced uh, like two or three years ago and you can see basically the unmaking of the original Emperor's New Groove um, this just appeared online And I'm not sure it's fair to call it Development hell Because I think it was moving along swimmingly As DreamWorks animated movies tend to do Because they're made to have nine sequels And come out uh, every two weeks mm-hmm. I believe But uh, Shrek Shrek was DreamWorks' wow. first Disney film mm-hmm. And we wrote about this in LaserTimePodcast.com. Uh, I have been for years I heard the stories. Chris Farley was originally cast as Shrek. Where's the fucking? Where are the voice tracks? Why can't I see some animatics? And an animatic popped up online, like only somewhat recently Mm, relative to this recording of Chris Farley in the role of Shrek.
4: Oh, this is another one of those onion
3: things. No, this is one of those drop it and leave me alone things. Why don't you want to talk about it? Why do you want to talk about? Why are you answering the question with a question? Why are you asking questions I don't want to answer? Why are you blocking? I'm not blocking. Then why do you have problems expressing your wants? I don't. I want you to shut up. See? No problem.
1: You're just displacing your anger.
3: Believe me, it's properly placed. You're
1: really mad at whoever did this
3: to you. No one did anything to me. Yes, yes, yes. Someone hurt you so bad. Someone hurt you many years ago. Leave my parents out of this. Right.
0: <laughs> Fucking I just it makes me so sad. <laughs> I really want to know what that movie would have looked like. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been different, but uh as If you don't remember, Chris Farley died in 1997 and Shrek came out in 2001. So uh, they said he recorded just like 90% of his dialogue and had to be replaced completely by Mike Myers, which then, because of the beautiful nature of animation, one of the reasons I love it so much, which not only affected the design of the character, Mm -hmm. just because of Mike Myers' mannerisms and affectations, uh, just ended up informing the character and changing the story a little bit.
2: Like, what is the alternate history of... Chris Farley doesn't die. It does Shrek. That's a hit. Chris Farley's <laughs> Comes doing that. out
0: bombs. Uh, Dreamworks never makes another film. Oh well, no. I mean like <laughs> it,
2: it does let's say that does well and they keep doing sequels but it's it's Chris Farley there. Uh, uh, Mike Myers who Mm -hmm. just got off of doing the Austin Powers movies where does he go from there does he do more Mm. Austin Powers does he does Dieter which was a development hell movie does that go anywhere (laughs) or like does he just quickly does he do the Love Guru like five years earlier and
0: you know that's I I wish I would have thought about that while we were researching it but one of the every once in a while we reach out to our community and like what is the stuff that we say that we don't you don't understand or clarify Mm -hmm. we need to clarify or stuff we talk about that you don't like and I was just astounded we do speak to a slightly an audience slightly younger than us Mm -hmm. and a lot of them don't why do you guys care about SNL? Oh, I know God. Brett doesn't so much, but Henry, yeah. Dave, and I are like obsessed with yeah. the lore and the process. It's, it's and like the legacy, it's almost like WWE,
1: where it's like I love the behind the
0: scenes stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it's mildly interesting.
1: Like, like, like again, like wrestling, the '90s but, were like a again, big time for. We we're it, talking
0: but. about that somewhere else. A live show. Yeah. Knowing you're watching a yeah. live show makes yeah. it that much more yeah. interesting because yeah. it's hard. Sure. Um, and and it's like wrestling too, where it's
2: like even the match if a match is not good, mm-hmm. like. The fact that a match is happening and not being terribly botched—it's still like the the fact that this is happening—it's it's like a it's a minor
0: high. miracle. You could watch this unravel live, yeah. and yeah. I think that's part of the reasons you watch anything. I mean, fuck, NASCAR is a thing, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but like I, I was astonished to see how many people like don't know shit about it and have no interest, and that sucks because we did recently, a uh, uh, somewhat recently, the what the best SNL movies ranked mm-hmm. by uh, according yeah. to user scores, uh, and we I looked at uh, it's Pat. Why is this movie Not produced by Lauren Michaels and I only recently heard John Lovitz on a podcast Say um, uh, So basically <laughs> you, you own all the characters You bring in To the show That you performed before But anything you do Premieres on uh, The show belongs to NBC So uh mike myers i guess had done dieter elsewhere the sprockets guy and mike myers i think was only recently settled a lawsuit to make a sprockets a sprockets movie with ron howard's imagine company (laughs) i believe uh 10 years in the making literal development hell i don't know why anybody wanted this to be made my character Uh, is
2: champagne and yours is shit
0: (laughs) your shit uh uh, i'm as happy as a little girl that would be the one i do wonder what the fuck what the fuck happened to mike myers where he... Uh, where he been? Yeah. I know he directed a movie, Ubermensch. He directed yeah. a nice documentary about a friend of his. Still uh, Chef not... Uh, he's still shocked by Kanye West uh, talking about turn. I think he's more shocked of the reaction to the love guru. Yeah. Why no, doesn't everybody d- think this is racist? I have a whole scene explaining why it's not. Yeah. Uh, Nobody minded <laughs> when I was uh, slagging on the Brits. Yeah. Uh, it was development hell, but here's some real development hell. Again, this movie fascinates all of us at laser time, I believe. Um... I don't, and it's so, it's so weird. This movie's status in pop culture, mm-hmm. Avatar. Mm-hmm. Avatar, the I think that the yeah the most profitable the most profitable the, yeah, film of the, all time. Yeah, highest school movie ever. I was There's like, I could sequel. grab a clip, but I don't have any scene of that movie I remember or like. I yeah. and I don't. I do not hate the movie. I have fond recollections of mm-hmm. seeing the movie twice in the theater. I've never watched it again. Mm-hmm. I always reference that article I read in uh, like the New York Times or whatever like how did Avatar go from being the biggest thing in the world to leaving no cultural footprint anywhere people don't make movies like that people what's the quote from it yeah there's no kids wearing their shirts and yet there's still allegedly not only sequels in development Disney signed a giant contract with James Cameron to build an Avatar themed world in their Animal Kingdom Orlando Park Mm -hmm. and like what a I, I like I I don't hate Avatar and I love James Cameron, yeah. but I'm I, whenever I read this news I'm like D- don't maybe don't 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 do this maybe it'll be like the opposite of the Matrix like everyone loved the
2: Matrix and like oh there's got to be sequels uh, and they can come out and they yeah the second one's okay but uh, it, maybe the maybe Avatar will be the inverse where it's like nobody really remembers the first but then they put out two sequels that were great.
0: I but the, I looking at the Avatar I did love the initial Avatar trailer but I remember cuz that movie was in development for so long I believe it dates back to 1994 mm-hmm. but that that is also well, we'll get to that in a second um but it took James Cameron forever to get it from 94 to 2009 is that the year of date master oh date master for Avatar for Avatar yeah I think so nine late oh uh, nine but there, as our article is recently this week has Cameron claiming like yeah we're working on it we overwrote sorry uh, James Cameron quote but basically the first sequels cloned itself and became two films so now it's four films and the studio is happy with it they have an opportunity to make more money but it's also an opportunity to spend a lot more money so there's a clench factor the first Avatar sequels is due in cinemas December of 2018 almost mm-hmm. 10 years years after the first avatar after that avatar 3 2020 avatar 4 2022 and avatar 5 in 2023 what the fuck happens if the second one does no business i just (laughs) i i I don't know if something bringing down empires like this but this seems like how much money is disney going to spend on the theme park how much money is fox going to spend on these sequels because i can't imagine two will come out without a lot of production having gone to the other ones I, I'm just super yeah. worried. Maybe we should watch it on a Monday night movie. Ugh, no way. I <laughs> See, bet it's like that's three how ou- everybody feels I about bet it. It. <laughs> it's also like three hours. What is, yeah, it? what, really it, what is it that rubs everybody the wrong way when you think I back think on it rubs me the wrong
1: way. It's like I saw it I was like, that's fine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was good, but then I left and I'm like, I don't remember anything that happened. Mm. No one talked about it. Mm-hmm. No one talks about the characters in it. Mm-hmm. Nobody says, oh, remember that cool ship, or that cool character, or that cool moment, or that... That cool 3D process. Or anything. It's like, even, like, every other James Cameron movie, it's like, you can quote Titanic, you can quote Terminator 1 and 2, like, there's always shit. Even Abyss! Yeah,
0: I can tell you things about the Abyss! Uh, I recently popped in True Lies. That movie's fucking insane and rad, and it doesn't get... It's praises (laughs) sung enough. But, like, Avatar,
1: it was just more like, why is this number one? Mm. What mass hallucination happened... (laughs) Where everybody went to see it I, on a level that's like profound and like this should be unmissable and unforgettable. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's like oh yeah, I saw this. It. Is, but what, what I don't understand.
0: So you're like if you're like me, your prediction of what Avatar was going to do. Was, yeah, I, I did I was not wrong. see that coming. Oh, yeah, wait. but I also didn't see it coming with Titanic. Yeah, and I think yeah. part of that is like while I think we all believe we're immune to marketing. The rest of the world who's not reading trade sheets and entertainment sites sees that the director of Titanic has a new movie, and I think that really means something to the rest of the world. it could be. Because that movie was again, so fucking huge. And it was the number one movie until Avatar. Yeah, until Avatar. Like, I don't know how James Cameron keeps doing it or why I've ever doubted him, but I am terrified about new Avatar movies. And I'm looking into the production of Titanic, which is also development hell. 160 days of shooting. That's uh, like almost an entire year. That doesn't really happen. Uh, And that Leading up to making the movie And getting the money for it Cameron convinced uh, Fox To promote the film On the publicity afforded By shooting the Titanic wreck itself For two years Uh, They organized several dives uh, And and Cameron said My pitch on that Had to be a little more detailed Look Uh, We're gonna do this whole opening Where they're exploring The Titanic wreckage uh, And they find the diamond So you know, uh, we're going to have all these shots of the ships. I'm paraphrasing him. Uh, now we can either do them with elaborate models, motion controls, and CG, and that will cost this amount of money, or we can spend X plus 30% and actually go and shoot this real wreck. So, like, that is kind of neat yeah. that the footage you're seeing in Titanic is the best footage yeah. ever taken well, of the Well, then he ritual. did, like, a whole documentary totally. about this. I think that's all he did for 10 years yeah. in between Avatars, like, just deep-sea missions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And again, I saw a Titanic exhibit at a museum, and I had no idea how deeply moved I would be by that thing. Uh, Maybe I wasn't feeling, I was too young and cynical to really love Titanic. I don't dislike it at all. I've Still never seen it. You've still never
2: seen it? It's like one of those things where it's like, when it came out, I'm like, ugh, all these girls, like, fawning over Leonardo DiCaprio. I I don't want to see this movie. And then they just became a thing like, well, nah, I might as well just never see it.
0: It just—I don't know—like seeing uh, seeing in the museum exhibit, like all these plates and belongings of these people who were traveling over the ocean in the only way you could, <laughs> and there's no villain mm-hmm. other than an iceberg. Uh, it, mm-hmm. They just all ate shit. And like the movie, if you think about it, it, it James Camp we did a ton of research. People went to etiquette classes; they could mimic the uh, the uh, what would you call that uh, cast system roles mm-hmm. of people back then. What the uh, different cabins would have looked like when you uh, stratify the classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I don't know I don't know if we'll ever go back and watch tonight. Titanic um, another movie though because and this is really sad mm-hmm. I wasn't super gung-ho on this topic mm-hmm. but last week we brought up Baby's Day Out which is strangely <laughs> wow. uh,
2: super popular making it second consecutive t- to <laughs> it, it laser is time, I don't think uh, this will
0: ever happen again we streamed it on youtube.com uh, slash like, laser yeah. time streamed the, the game prototype it's the only known sprite of Joe Montana I can think of <laughs> and uh, uh, Joey and Pants Joey Pants, <laughs> yeah. Pants um, it's One of the worst games I have ever experienced. It was was unbearable. Uh, It was really bad, but it has a great ending. So make sure to watch it all the way through, kids. (laughs) Um, But that that movie was directed by Patrick Reed Johnson. Uh, It was written by John Hughes as part of a lucrative Fox contract following Home Alone. Uh, It was directed by a man named Patrick Reed Johnson. I'm like, what the fuck else did he do? (laughs) And it turns out he made what looks like an incredibly charming movie... Uh, let's see if you can understand just by me saying the title: a movie called Five uh, Twenty Five Seventy Seven. Anybody know what that means? Uh, Five Twenty Five Seventy Seven. How much May my 25th, last movie cost? Seventy uh-huh. Seven. Joe Elston. Star Wars. It is, ah. it is Star Wars. It is a movie he made a coming of age self like uh, uh, I think. Slightly autobiographical tale Of him being the first fan of Star Wars uh, And I think Stephen Colbert Has a similar story Of winning a contest uh, To yeah. see it weeks beforehand And him trying to tell The rest of the world About what they're about to see mm-hmm. And again The best thing about mm. Star Wars To me in doing all this research Is that every, no one expected Anything from it So were you to describe it Everybody would blow you off And wouldn't give a shit <laughs> uh, So many people lost money By not caring about Star Wars It's yeah. great it's, I <laughs> call it the wrongest Experts have ever been mm-hmm. Star Wars um, But he made a movie about uh, I forget what the actual tale was That he he got to see it Way early Because he was shooting uh, Movies on his own uh, It's a movie starring Sam Weir From uh, Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. Let's hear a little bit From the trailer
2: These are
3: your morning Announcements for May 25th, 1977 A new and golden age Lies upon us Genesee 3 3pm Come on Get to go guys Don't be alarmed Star Wars. All oh, right, like I'd waste my time on some dorky sci-fi movie. Oh, so you don't have your little Star Trek parties anymore?
1: Shut up. What is this movie? So like,
0: yeah. It's kind of fascinating thinking of pre-Star Wars world where you're trying to talk people into going rather than yeah. trying to talk people into going on the first night. Um, that's It's very weird And it was He self-financed it uh, Patrick Reed Johnson Director of Baby's Day Out Just Mm. so we can own The search term In this (laughs) podcast Uh, He uh, He screened it In 2007 For the 30th anniversary Of Star Wars This movie has not Been released yet It is done Damn It is completed It was screened At the Star Wars celebration In 2007 And it looks It allegedly Has a release date Next year on the fortieth anniversary of Star Wars, what it's a, it, it's a that? movie that hasn't been seen for ten was years. There's a
2: movie with a similar premise where yeah. it's like we
0: gotta. What is that movie? The I, one, the I, first, there's like two movies with that premise.
2: The one where it's like our friend is cancer, we have to bring him to go
0: see Episode One. and it's Oh, like, why yeah, would you I buy? think there was there yeah. was another movie about fuck. There's like I think two movies either in development. Yeah. fictional movies. So this mm-hmm. is I think a uh, like somewhat biographical. Uh. Look, I don't. Brett made me he said what about the Jetsons <laughs> and I'm like I call all Jetsons research I hate Hanna-Barbera uh-huh. their content but I love their designs and I really like the Jetsons and it's just weird yeah. like the most recent news about the Jetsons <laughs> the Jetsons movie Jetsons movie has been rumored to be in development since 1985 longer than most of you listening it came to fruition sort of in 1990 with an animated film which I <laughs> I find very endearing I, I like saw it as
1: a a, I saw it in the theater
0: I thought it was good it has a Great theme song by Double XL.
3: Mm. Well, hello everybody! Yes, it's us. It's really true. We're back, and we're gonna have to burn with you. Uh. Join the party in the future with this ultramodern crew. George, game, Judy, boy Astro, Two,
4: with the Jetsons.
0: Yikes! Could not be happier. But uh, Jetsons has a long history of hip hop, Elson. That's why if you Google it, what's wrong with Kanye Elroy Jetson? Why
2: he has different eye? He has different kind of eyes, eyes, eyes than, the than of, everyone else. Yeah. In the, he has, is he one, like Canadian in South he's Park. He's a
0: clone of Wilma. Ah. That's my theory. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, uh, anything? Any question you have to ask about Hanna Barbera animation? Yeah, the answer is laziness. Yes, he <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, the Jetsons movie, I kind of like it. But it's it's constantly rumored to be in development. Kanye West has been attached. To being a creative director on the oh, new Jetsons. Okay. Because I believe he is a big fan. He has a uh, music video featuring the Jetsons, which what? apparently was meant to resemble his real house that has pictures of the Jetsons hanging up in it. And again, with I agree with Kanye. I like their designs. I like the design of that universe... But, but he was...
1: This is for a live-action one. For though. a live-action yeah. film. which, after the 90s Flintstones movies,
0: I'm sure they were like, let's not. I, but they made a sequel to that. That movie, yeah. you could they, probably call Development Hell, and I refuse to grab a clip, even though produced by Steven Spielrock is one of my favorite marketing shits. It's so sad to, <sighs> to think uh, of, like, happened. how uh, Rick Moranis doesn't work anymore,
2: and, like, one of the last things he did was that movie. It's just like,
0: yeah, mm. Yeah, why, why, well, What? I mean, he, uh,
2: he is, like, the exact personification. Like, think of Barney Rubble, and, like, oh, who, like... Grant uh, will be perfect for that role, but it's also like the the my, movie.
0: Come my on. laptop's about to die, so the things I wrote down what you were going to break some up else?: Yeah, I wrote
1: down just a few things to blow through. One off the top of my head is dune. The, mm. the book, Dune, uh, which is a great book. Read the Frank Herbert ones. Ignore all <laughs> the rest. There's only five if you considered uh, Frank and definitely Herbert. Definitely
0: watch the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries. It's I'm not, sure it holds up. It's not terrible. I, the Sci-Fi... I, I may, don't believe you. No, it's it like... can hold up.
1: They spent money. Mm. Like It's like you can watch the David Lynch movie. That is not what Dune is about. I cannot believe there's <laughs> a David Lynch I Dune can't movie. either, man. Uh, but anyway, Jodorowsky's Dune mm. was the Dune that was going to be made in like the 70s. Mm. They were going to spend an insane amount of money... And it never happened. There's a documentary about it yeah. that's mostly it, really great. Um, the last like five minutes kind of falls off a cliff, but uh, up to that, it's fascinating. how mm-hmm. much money and the the scale that they were thinking to make because in a post Star Wars world. Uh, uh I don't. Re- I think this might have been pre Star Wars mm. when this particular movie was this version. Because before Star Wars, it was like. Dune is Dune and Planet of the Apes were like the yeah. big sci-fi brands. Yeah. And Star Trek was trying to get there and was, you know, canceled. But Dune is huge. And those books are great and one day Paramount or whoever is going to get well, so that's part of this. In 2008, mm-hmm. so the 84 was David Lynch's movie. Doesn't do great. 2008.
0: What's his name removed from it?
1: Yeah, so almost 20 years later Paramount is like, uh, oh, we're going to work on another one and we're going to spend a lot of money because like, well, duh, look at Harry Potter look at Lord of the Rings, look at the idea of lore and franchises, like why wouldn't you turn Dune into a series? There's a mountain
0: of of pre-existing beloved source material Like,
1: this is the most obvious thing that's just sitting there Mm -hmm. waiting for someone to turn this into a series of movies because it's really cool Um... But after years of trying, Paramount lets it go, and that version that they were gonna do is canned. But the rights holders are still like actively trying to wow. get a Dune movie. So, more or less, outside of David Lynch mm-hmm. and the sci-fi thing, which is a TV miniseries, and then there was a follow-up to that, yep. Children, uh, of Children of Dune, mm-hmm. which is the third book. Um, I think that combines the two, though, which sucks because the fourth book is my favorite, <laughs> and there's no visual representation <laughs> of that book anywhere. But it's so Dune has been in this perpetual like it. Ich- is trying to have a movie made that's real and is uh, authentic. Uh, after that, though, is AVP: Aliens versus Predator. That's and this uh, is a thing that started in Dark yeah, Horse writing that yeah. Flight
0: of the Navigator article, like examining the '80s and like how nobody. Oh, I guess that was popular. We should make a sequel to that eventually. Eventually, and like, and like how did you let the ball drop on Alien? There should be an Alien movie all the time. Yeah, Alien is its
1: <laughs> own even outside of AVP, Alien, as to why every movie takes 30 years to come out, yeah. is bonkers when the first two were so... So amazing. Did so well and performed well. It's like, why is mm-hmm. this... Probably, again, too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But uh, AVP, Fox owns the rights to Predator and yeah. Alien, so it's Dark Horse Presents, comic book in 89, 1990. It's like, oh yeah, why wouldn't these two monsters wow. fight each other? Yeah. It took, But it took that long to get a film out of it? Yeah, it took forever because... Mm-hmm. So the comics did well, and... The, the prior Dark Horse, uh, Alien, and Predator comics are pretty good. Yeah. Like, I read a lot of them as a kid. Predator 2, 1990, ends with that famous scene where Danny Glover goes on the ship, and the door opens, and there's a bunch of skull trophies that mm-hmm. the Predator has collected. One of them is a xenomorph, which even as a kid is like, <laughs> what does that <laughs> mean? And then eventually, Alien 3... Comes out mm-hmm. um, and all the drama around Alien 3, which you should just look we up can have on its a whole
0: own. show about it.
1: That it obviously puts a huge roadblock for, like, well, uh, what, what about the movie where we cross over? It's like, let's worry about it. Kill the people who survived
0: the last movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so a spec- and we built a jail set. Let's yes. shoot there.
1: <laughs> so Predator 2 ends, and after they did that, there's a spec script actually written, and Fox is like, sure, let's do it, and then doesn't touch it again because of Alien 3 mm. stalling so much, and then Resurrection also stalling for five years, and it takes forever. Resurrection. Alien Resurrection. Alien. Dude, that movie's yeah. bad. 1997, uh, Wynonna writer, Written and, by uh, Joss Whedon, I believe. Hey. <laughs> uh, came out the same week as Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> uh, frequent delays of Alien kept AVP quiet. Meanwhile, video games, Capcom made an arcade beat him up. There was a Super Nintendo game made by a company, I can't remember the name. Uh, tons of games and comics
0: over the years, and so... I, I had written somewhere that every other medium has been kinder to the Aliens versus Predator franchise yeah. than films so after then when
1: they finally are like okay enough time has gone by Predator hasn't had a third movie mm-hmm. and Alien has been quiet since 97 turns out there's like six producers between the two series that you also have to get buy off from <laughs> so yeah. then when they finally do 2004 Alien versus Predator movie happens and this is after since 1989 was when the premise was mm-hmm. first pitched in the comic book mm-hmm. uh And as much as that movie sucks, and I fucking hate (laughs) AVP a a lot, what about Requiem? A lot. I never saw Requiem. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to bother. But uh, that movie uh, made more money. Did it than any Alien or Predator movie before it? Really? Yes. And you know what the most successful Alien movie is? What AVP? Prometheus. God damn Uh. it. I, uh, I, we should rewatch that.
2: That it made $400 yeah, yeah. million. Dollars that whole, being... like, multiple uh, creators having to sign off. And that's also why it took a while for Freddy vs. Jason yeah, to yeah. come no, to it's fucking,
0: They've hired Neil Blomkamp to make that alien sequel that, yeah. that negates 3 and Resurrection. Yeah. And it's on hold until Ridley Scott finishes Prometheus 2. Yeah. and I'm infuriated by like, that. Like everything
1: about Alien is just bonkers. Yeah. like yeah. this first movie, phenomenal horror movie. Yeah. Second yeah. one,
0: phenomenal action thriller. I, I feel like you could make. How did you fuck this up? You, you know. could make Alien every year. Where is he now? Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> it's another Alien yeah. movie. It's great. I <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. love it. Disney World. Yeah,
2: but with uh, <laughs> with Freddy versus Jason. So uh, mm. according to the, to the Wikipedia article. 1987 is when like New Line and Paramount like started talking about doing it. Mm-hmm. Six years later, 1993. So that was
0: the difficulty; they weren't yeah. owned by the same company. Yeah,
2: yeah. But 1993, they got to a point where Jason Goes to Hell ends with oh, Freddy no. Krueger's glove coming amazing. through the ground and pulling it's the down the only mask. thing I remember from that film. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, you don't remember uh, Don King eating the heart? Eating a That's human so heart. That's <laughs> so it's a uh, great scene, <laughs> and that's the whole impetus for the entire movie—that he ate the heart, and now he's Jason. He becomes Jason. So yeah, 1993, that movie happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight million dollars, and no, sorry, six million dollars, and 18 scripts wow. were made uh, until 2003 when Freddy vs. Jason finally came out. I, like,
0: I'm mad that, curious to rewatch that again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hold up? Really quick before my
1: computer dies, Spider-Man in general. Uh, this and again, uh, James Cameron, uh, 1980. Well, like, in the early 80s, Canon Films ends up with the rights. And this is after a CBS TV movie. But... To
0: my knowledge, Stan Lee worked at Marvel forever until he basically was sent sent from New York to L.A. to be a liaison to get a Spider-Man film made. Yeah. That yeah. was his job. And Canon film... spent 10 years doing it. Yeah.
1: Canon Films ends up with the rights. They don't make a movie. Uh... So they many made a weird, poster so many weird things like Bob Hoskins was going to be Dr. Octopus holy shit and this movie was super bonkers Golan and Globus didn't know what Spider-Man was yeah. so there's like a tarantula they, man I thing. think
0: they've ruined Superman and that probably gave them cold feet sure yeah Superman, Superman 3's performance four. obviously gave Superman everyone four. cold feet uh,
1: They they but they kept this like loose relationship going and it just never really went anywhere but then James Cameron ends up with like a script treatment and it's like James is this James Cameron like off of Abyss. Off of T2, but before Abyss, I
0: think. Off of T2, though. Yeah. So that's tremendous clever.
1: And they're like, wow, James Cameron is going to do this. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. And then a bunch of drama with, with this. And then litigation, because like, well, wait, I thought Golden Globus had it. Well, no... Now <sighs> now we think uh, Columbia or MGM, and then Columbia and MGM end up trading, like, agreeing after years, and this, a decade goes by. Marvel goes bankrupt, and finally they all agree, like, okay, we'll give you, like, some... You can do a James Bond movie, and we'll take Spider-Man, and, like, there's all That's this... That's how that happened? It's a weird, circular Ouroboros thing. <laughs> I was just of, reading like,
0: that Sony's contract with Bond is over, and I just forgot yeah. that, like... Yeah, it's the not the non-MGM James yeah. Bond film. Yeah,
1: so like there's huh. there's so much like decades of Spider-Man, and it's weird to think now because there's so much Marvel shit going on. Yeah. But like, just to get that 2002 Spider-Man movie made was like a saga from 1983 until when like 2000, I guess when uh, Columbia finally got the. Yeah,
0: I Please on, go ahead and make I mean, put movie. that on you. If I could just pitch like a documentary to put on Kickstarter's, like what the. F- show me everything from yeah. every Spider-Man movie before 2002 <laughs> and
1: then, turn off the dark Man. <laughs> the
0: Spider-Man musical yes uh, on Broadway
1: just closed in 2014 announced in 2002
0: holy shit Tony
1: Ad- at right after the Sam Raimi movie yeah. so the movie comes out that, like Tony Adams is going to produce a I don't know who that was but he worked on uh, I think the Return of the Pink Panther Strikes Again ton of the Pink
0: Panther movies okay Tony Adams was going to make this movie uh, Julia uh, uh, what's her name I don't know. Oh, that, well, the woman who was hired to direct it, then fired and rehired. Well, yeah. So all he, this drama. This
1: guy who was supposed to produce it died in October. Holy shit! Wow. So then they get all new people to work on it. They have readings in 2007. In 2008, it is going over budget. It eventually ends up costing like 75 million dollars yes. for a Broadway <laughs> play. Uh, it was supposed to open in 2010. It's delayed. Storyline problems delayed into 2011. Alan Coming was going to be the Green Goblin and then was wow. and then bowed out and he's like, thank God I didn't stick around for this
0: shit show. I saw it. He would have been very injured. It, you need to be highly <laughs> sh- th- sorry, keep going. Keep going.
1: Uh, it officially finally opened June 14th 2011. Uh, again, first announced in 2002. That's nine nine years. Uh, it lasted three years amidst numerous injuries and people getting hurt <laughs> because it requires uh, a constant trapeze artist and yeah. the incredible tensile strength of your body and <laughs>
0: this is pointless I believe it has the most preview screenings in history and we did the most expensive everything I right. think that is the most expensive play mm-hmm. even adjusted for inflation uh, yeah. I just found this while cleaning the studio oh, I have here bill. my tickets and my playbill for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark I saw it I thought it it is dumb and stupid and but it's not It's meant for people who like dumb, stupid Broadway shit, and I don't know who those people are. I don't know who goes to see Shrek the Musical. I don't know who does that. It's for those people, Uh, but it's the stunts are breathtaking. Yeah, I was worried. I was holding my hand on my on my (laughs) heart like a ninety year old woman the whole time. Spider Man jumping (laughs) off a balcony and chasing Green Goblin over everyone's head. How is this happening? This looks so dangerous. Uh, It was amazing. They 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 canceled it. They said that like. If someone like Vegas were interested, they could mm. move it over there. And yeah. they, I mean, they hired uh, oh, Julie, what's her name? Like one of the, the most famous uh, play directors, mm. fired her. They hired you two, well, uh, yeah. the, uh, Edge. With the Edge and Bono, to write the music. I don't know why it's credit to you, Bono and the Edge, and like, but the you two guys are all playing instruments. What are you? Why are you denying yeah. the other two guys? No one can name money. <laughs> uh, we were gonna close out with. Um, Rise Above, which is probably the most universally mm-hmm. likable thing to come out of this, because the rest, the, the song, it's so ridiculous, oh, yeah. and especially as, as as many times as Spider-Man's origin story has been rehashed in the last 15 yeah. years. Well, at
2: least this came out on, like, the, uh, the Kevin Smith, Tim Burton, Nick mm-hmm. Cage, Superman, yeah. Death and yeah. Return of Superman, which is also, like, that is a slam-dunk idea of a movie, mm-hmm. like, this is the biggest thing that ever happened in comics, at least in my opinion, in the, like in the 90s. Sure. And you can make it into a movie, and you've got four Superman and all that stuff. It's a it's a cool premise, and you they'll sell a million toys. And yeah, it just never comes together. And there's that what, the, that making of documentary that's just so frustrating because like, odd documentary. It's nobody really nobody puts long. their foot down. That's the problem. Yeah. It's like that it, was
0: uh, a revelation. It's hearing Nick Cage. An alleged giant Superman fan yeah. and Tim Burton talk about this. Sort of cares about comics. Yeah. Uh, hearing them talk about it, like I, Tim Burton, sounds like a fucking fraud. Yeah. He just said multiple sentences, and this is all meaningless. Yeah. And everybody's shaking their heads and writing stuff down as, yeah. as if this can be interpreted yeah, in like, any way I, into a I film. I don't
2: really like this, and I don't really like this. And it's like, okay,
0: well, what do you like? I just what, think you should, should be more, be? you know, like cool. stand there and just be there. In, yeah. Like, dude, no one's going to call bullshit on this. No <laughs> yeah. one's going to say, like, yeah. dude, we have a lot of money. Right? There's 17 people in this room who are all being paid. <laughs> yeah. uh, we need to get something together. But, it, 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 like, what? What? It, how did you put it? Just a bunch of people not making a not decision. Not making a decision, yeah. yeah. It's like procrastination, which yeah. I know a ton. It's
2: about. like, if you don't say, like, let's do this or this is wrong, if you don't. A directive out Then you won't get in trouble For it failing So never,
0: The documentary It's one of the only Two hour documentaries yeah. I've ever seen mm. Because of how batshit shit the production <laughs> was And how many It's gonna take place on Well not just other worlds Like other worlds Inside a spaceship And like <laughs> What the It's Superman <laughs> Jesus uh, it, it It is crazy How much How much pre-production Went into something yeah. That never happened mm-hmm. uh, And then we finally do get Uh Superman film and I got <gasps> I love that love that theme that's all I'll say it's <laughs> the only good thing because yeah. Marvel movies what's your favorite Marvel music theme doesn't mm. exist no one has one yeah. they all sound the fucking same but yeah. Superman Man of Steel has a great yeah. theme I'm used mm-hmm. to that. the X-Men theme I guess at mm-hmm. this point da, 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 da. like I at yeah. least know it I yeah. guess yeah but that that Marvel doesn't have an orchestral theme yeah. for any of their characters or films yeah. it's very strange um, except for Guardians because it's all pre-existing yes. music uh, it ain't no mountain high enough we'll, We're going to close out with uh, Rise Above by you 2 Hopefully you can find a good version of that uh, Thank you for listening to Laser Time If you want to hear more about Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark uh, Our Cape Crisis show uh, we had, we, I, I saw it and I, I grabbed the soundtrack And tried to tell you everything about seeing this live To two of the biggest Spider-Man fans I know Brett yeah. and Henry uh, it was a really fun recap of the entire musical. There's I, another episode. There's also a development health thing. The Batman musical. The Batman musical. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a little more fucking. But it's not. It, no, it's not any different than the Spider-Man musical. It is everything you think it is. It is every. I'm Spiderman. I'm fl- Can I fuck fl- bouncing off the walls? That's a, that's a song in a scene uh, in, in the film. It's it's insane. Yeah, Jesus I'm an old gold tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and if the fucking it's, the, the the play starts where? the beginning of time <laughs> <laughs> spider-man yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, the, the sp- uh, spiders were there with the dinosaurs it's very weird but it's to it's to create a nice set piece on stage and then of He's course goes impression. to high school it's it's astonishing that it happened I don't know who the audience is but it wasn't me mm. but I'm I'm really glad I saw it cuz it sounds so great uh but uh, you can listen to that on capecrisis.com com. It's it's down there somewhere Maybe turn, yeah. search for Turn off the dark Cape crisis uh, We'll link you to it On the page On lasertimepodcast.com How about that? Yeah Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, we are largely Patreon-supported. We are supported by you kind listeners. You can find out more at patreon.com slash later time. Every week we have an exclusive podcast mm-hmm. just for you. Uh, we have a ton of, like, over 50 free movie commentaries for you yeah. there on Patreon. And tons
2: uh, of comic book TV show uh, Comic book TV
0: show commentaries. Wrestling match. Wrestling and match commentaries. And
2: yeah, patreon.com slash later time is also the home of uh, uh, Cheap Podcast, yes, the pro wrestling podcast, uh, and, yeah, speaking of development hell, we'll uh, get more into it on bonus time. But, Indeed. yeah, there's Glacier, the wrestler, who took way too long to come out. And I, it,
0: I could say <laughs> development hell, but that wasn't the case. I don't understand how much leeway these mm-hmm. writers are given, but the Simpsons movie has a fascinating yeah. history. Was was maybe, I think, over a decade in the making, but it wasn't actively in development mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it turned that movie turned out great, and it's almost 10 years old. I <laughs> cannot <laughs> believe it. Um, but, yeah, we have an entire show about the Simpsons. Uh, laser yeah, times talks. chronological at The Simpsons called Talking Simpsons find it on your iTunes TalkingSimpsons.com I think you really gotta love it <laughs> um, and we also have one other show else uh, the a4 mentioned thirty twenty
1: ten. it's a mm-hmm. weekly look back at what happened 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago that exact week it is not a grab bag of just whatever I remember yeah. it's like that is ex- <laughs> that exact week I'm trying to recreate like
0: what it was like to be alive to be that there. week and
1: everything new f- yeah and you're it's always a bunkers less than it is now and it's always bunkers like what came out the <laughs> yeah. same weeks and you're like those happened the same week yeah. um but yeah uh, it's 30 20, 10. you can listen to it on Wondery. Mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the networks we work with. And Wondery.com slash 302010. And also on iTunes and com, of course. But, uh, yeah, just like Aliens just turned 30 years old. Yeah. We talked about, like, Cable <laughs> Guy turned 20. Black Navigator, baby. Yeah. Like the, and, and multiplicity. God, multiplicity God, just turned 20 it? years old. Uh, but, yeah, like, games, music, TV, uh, hey, mo- movies. Movies. Tea, like news things, just a little grab bag of. Uh,
0: find out what movie <laughs> opened against the Challenger exploding. Yes. <laughs> uh, 96,
1: 86, 96, and 06. So if you were live for any of them, give it a listen.
0: Alright, guys, thank you so much. We are out of here. Take us out, Bono. And the
1: ones who run the firehouse are the
3: ones who start the fire. And the lawless make the laws, and every preacher is a lie. The ones that damn the innocent. Well, they own the nightly news And front page An old man said to me It's not who but what should know And knowledge isn't wisdom Without control But it's still to be the changes That you want to
4: see They come slow I know